in SaaS, and I think this is important for for your audience, um, I realized you know, back when I made the move from Adobe to Jive, and, and that was when Adobe was moving to the subscription economy as well, that you have to work just as hard to keep a customer and make sure the customer is successful as you do to acquire them. Even harder, I think, these days, um, especially when when switching can happen so easily. Um, and so if you're not thinking about the entire customer journey and not investing equally once they've become a customer to drive their usage and adoption, uh, you, you're going to put your company at risk. And churn is a, is a real thing. Hi, and welcome to the SaaS Revolution show brought to you by SaaS Talk. I'm Irina Jambazova, and on this episode, I bring you the conversation Alex Thuma had with Salesloft CMO Sydney Sloan. They talk about her vast experience in customer-focused marketing and the metrics she has learned to swear by and report. Sydney has always been customer-focused, even back in the 90s when there were no CRM systems and no one really spoke about the importance of myopically focusing on the customer. At the time, she was doing what would end up a 15-year stint at Adobe, the place Sydney says she kind of grew up. At trade shows, she would stand beside her sales colleagues and have long conversations with people who visited their booth about the challenges and problems they were experiencing. Towards the end of her time in Adobe, she finally had a more customer experience role, leading the customer marketing of Adobe. From then on, there was no going back. Her career would see her work for companies such as Jive Software and Alfresco. A little over a year ago, she joined Salesloft as CMO, where she's been building a strong relationship between marketing and sales and has influenced how the work of marketing is reported to the board. Listen on to here. What are the most important metrics in B2B marketing? In B2B marketing, you know, I think everybody always wants to start with the revenue metrics. I had the good fortune to learn from Elisa Steele, who I, I worked, uh, she was a CMO at Jive and then became the CEO, and she called it the four R's. And so I've, I've adopted that framework. They stand for, for reach, reputation, relationship, and revenue. Which are the ones that Sydney focuses as CMO specifically. But at the end of the day, if I had to say, what are the top three things that I care about? I care about our engagement in our target accounts. I care about pipeline. And I care about my return on investment. So if you use CAC um, or whatever metric you use, I want to make sure I'm spending the company's money effectively. And so I measure that and hold the team accountable for how we spend our money effectively. Why marketing should own the pipeline? Our model for the year looks at how much pipeline do we need to be creating on a monthly basis to generate the opportunities that the sales teams need so when they start their month that they've got their coverage set. And so it depends on you know, the company that you're working in, if it's a 3x coverage. So I think of pipeline creation and what's required where the sales team thinks about pipeline coverage. How much do they already have in their pipes so they know that they are healthy to meet their numbers for that quarter or that month. Ideally, you're monthly, depending on um, how advanced the, the, the company is. Sydney Sloan is one of many excellent speakers we will host at SaaS Talk 19 in Dublin this October, alongside Claire Hughes-Johnson, CEO of Stripe, Liwa Srinivasan, CMO SurveyMonkey, 
Catherine Petralia, CEO and co-founder Cabbage, and Girish Mathur Butham, CEO of Freshworks. Grab a ticket now at the best possible price. Now on with the show. Welcome to the SaaS Revolution show, Sydney Sloan, CMO at SalesLoft. Welcome, Sydney. Thank you very much. It's, I'm happy to be here. Great to have you on the podcast. You're just saying, so you're, you're calling from rather cold San Francisco this morning. Uh, a nice, brisk, cold morning, which I absolutely adore living on the West Coast of the US. <laughs> so You haven't decided to relocate to Atlanta, or is it better for you to be in SF? Um, I lived for 25 years on the East Coast, so I do know the nice, warm, hot, muggy summers. And uh, sunny and 75 every day is is not so bad, or I should say 22, uh, depending on where you're from. Fair enough. Uh, so, S- Sydney, um, tell us a little bit about yourself. Who is Sydney Sloan? Well, that's a big question. Um, <laughs> so, uh, I I am the current CMO at SalesLoft uh, and um, have been here for just about a year. But when you ask who Sydney Sloan is, I think the first thing I think about in in is I'm a, I'm a mom. I'm a soccer mom. Um, I absolutely um, value family and my my children and all that they've taught me. Um, but I'm equally as passionate about marketing and have been uh, in marketing since I was 18 years old and I think have almost done every job within um, the marketing realm over the years and have been in tech since the mid-90s. So just very fortunate to have grown up in tech and marketing and just seen the evolution of the role that we play, especially in B2B marketing, um, and that the role has gotten more strategic um, and and just being able to contribute to the business growth. So I think, you know, I'm a mom, I'm a, I'm a passionate marketer. And uh, um, I, as I was told once uh, by a wise man, I'm, I'm here in this lifetime to get things done. So very action-oriented. Good stuff, good stuff. You've been at SalesLoft for, for one year. Tell us a little bit about your journey before becoming the, the CMO at SalesLoft. Sure. So I I grew up at Adobe is the way that I like to describe it. So I spent 15 years there. um, And uh, back in the days, you know, when I I said I started in the mid 90s, that was before CRM existed, and we would still go to trade shows and collect business cards. Um, And and so I think I I feel fortunate that I had that opportunity um, early on to spend a lot of time globally um, with a great company like Adobe getting to know the markets. And so we would go to trade shows. I'd, you know, I'd be on ride-alongs with the sales teams, face-to-face with customers, and just was always curious about um, the customer problems and how we solve them and um, got to see that at, at global scale. Um, and 15 years at Adobe is a very long time in one company, but I did have the opportunity to work in a lot of different teams. So if it was the enterprise team, I worked on a lot of verticals. Um, and on and, and developer products of Flash and Cold Fusion when, when Macromedia was acquired. And then my last uh, stint there, I was working on customer experience. It was when this whole notion of systems of engagement and systems of record were coming into play. And we're actually working with Jeffrey Moore as he was, he was working on that book. And I got really into this idea of customer experience. And, um, and so from when it was time to leave Adobe, that's what I wanted to do. I'd been talking about it and marketing, uh, to customers for a long time and I wanted to become a practitioner again. And so I, I went to a company called Jive Software and, uh, we were a collaboration platform for internal communications and supporting the development of customer communities. 
And so I, I ran customer experience and customer marketing for Jive, and it was great. It gave me the ability to uh, what a passionate customer base, and I got to work with customers all day long and making their lives better and helping them achieve their successes. Uh, and and so I really really enjoyed that team um, and that that challenge. Um, and then before Salesoft, I was at a company called Alfresco, a UK based company, um, and uh, and we were a, an open source content management provider selling to large organizations, mostly uh, banks, insurance companies, um, and we we did that on the AWS platform as AWS was starting to expand rapidly. So. Lots of different experiences to lead me to sales loft. I can see why uh, Kyle hired you as he's uh, obviously customer obsessed uh, as well. So you kind of share that the same passion. I, I'm sure that uh, that came up in the interview process, right? I've always been customer focused. And I think every good marketer should be as, um, as a, a head of marketing, you get the opportunity to be able to remind people the outside in view and to walk in the shoes of the customer. We're actually working on a project right now and uh, and and we're working with our services team on you know how to improve our the approach and consistency that we have in driving our customers through implementation. And so what's the best thing to do? Become a customer. And so I have uh, folks on the team going through the implementation process wearing the customer hat so they can really feel what it's like. And I believe that that's our job and our role across every uh, area of the business because we get that opportunity to see but before they become a customer all the way through the buying process and then ultimately how we um, continue to build relationships with those customers and driving their success. In SaaS, and I think this is important for, for your audience, um, I realized you know, back when I made the move from Adobe to Jive, and, and that was when Adobe was moving to the subscription economy as well, that you have to work just as hard to keep a customer and make sure the customer is successful as you do to acquire them. Even harder, I think, these days, um, especially when, when switching can happen so easily. Um, and so if you're not thinking about the entire customer journey and not investing equally once they've become a customer to drive their usage and adoption, uh, you, you're going to put your company at risk. And churn is a, is a real thing. Talking of churn, churn is uh, um, it, well. It's a bit of a segue into into metrics, which we know that we we want to discuss today. What do you believe are the most important metrics in in B two B marketing? In B two B marketing, um, you know, I think everybody always wants to start with the revenue metrics. Um, I, I I had the good fortune to learn from Elisa Steele, who I, I worked. Uh, she was a CMO at Jive and then became the CEO, and she called it the four R's. And so I've I've adopted that framework. Um, and the, they stand for, for reach, reputation, relationship, and revenue. And, and so reach is really understanding your awareness metrics um, and you know, how, you know, how big is your tar- total addressable market, how engaged are you in that, what is your brand awareness, those types of metrics. Um, reputation starts to get into uh, followers and, um, and, and NPS and, and those types of metrics. Um, relationship is how many advocates do you have? What's the strength of your partner network? Um, you know, the number of customer stories that you're, you're driving um, and, and peer-to-peer reviews would fit into that category as well. And then ultimately revenue. And, and I do believe that marketing needs to own pipeline. Um, 
if you if you don't as a marketer, if you stop at MQL or stop at whatever lead metrics you have, um, then I think we're falling short. And so what I think about when I think about revenue is we do have our you know, how many um, how many we we're very much account based. So how many. Uh, target accounts are we engaging with? What's the engagement level in those target accounts? How many contacts are we adding into the target account profile? And then what are our conversion rates as they progress through the funnel? And managing that with our SDR team. Um, We are a primary outbound company. It's great. Um, We don't have to motivate our SDRs to do outbound calls. It is the model. And, and we partner together on making sure that we're working and warming the accounts with marketing as well as uh, managing and using Salesloft to engage those, engage those accounts all the way through the buying process. And then, as I was talking about, um, on the relationship side, looking at utilization. So what's your daily active user, your monthly active users? What's your NPS and your health scores for your accounts? How much white space do you still have as an opportunity to sell into and what strategies are you using in order to be able to do that? So I think you can really kind of break apart the revenue aspect into many different um, uh, metrics. But at the end of the day, if I had to say, what are the top three things that I care about? Um, I care about our uh, our engagement in our target accounts. I care about pipeline and I care about my return on investment. So if you use CAC um, or whatever metric you use, I want to make sure I'm spending the company's money effectively. And so I, 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 I measure that and, and hold the team accountable for how we spend our money effectively. How often are you looking at these metrics in a, you know, is it a, a daily. daily basis? Multiple times a day. How are you looking at these metrics? Yeah, so they are they are pinned to my desktop. Um, and and so we, we use the um, data studio for my da- the dashboards, and they're also on screens in, um, in our offices. Uh, and that's looking at our um, pipeline goals and numbers and our traffic on our sites and conversions and, and content conversions. Um, the other, I also have a content, uh, dashboard, um, that that's looking at our top performing content and then a a pipeline dashboard that looks differently, um, for our, uh, target accounts versus non-target accounts and how those conversions are going. And then the different teams that we support, because we run a different play for commercial than we do for enterprise. Um, and then on the ROI side, um, happy users of bright funnel, which is a company, uh, terminus, uh, product. Um, and I had my, my reports in previous lives custom built, uh, by very smart people. And when I, when I learned about bright funnel and started to use it, uh, I just, I absolutely like that. I can see the data in so many different ways so we can slice and dice on attribution views, uh, first touch, last touch, um, uh, different, you know, linear views as well. And I can drill into program specific or aggregate it at a channel level. How has like engagement and influence and measurements evolved versus just reporting, let's say, on on raw leads and standard conversion metrics like MQLs? Yeah, um, it's something that uh, I think a lot of marketers are having to educate boards on, um, our board members and and executives for that matter. I, Topo put out a great report on ABM, and uh, my CFO, uh, you know, could he was he was really trying. He's like, I don't understand. You don't, you don't use the metrics I'm used to, which you know, inquiries and MQLs and those conversion rates, because we talk about target accounts and engagement, um, and influences are our main metrics. Um, so if I, I can give you the link to the Topo report, if if you want to uh, share that with your audience. Um, 
uh, because, and, and it's different for target versus non-target. So that's also what Tobo has been saying, and we've been working with them on, you know, a lot of companies are going to have to run hybrid models uh, because you do want to use target account metrics uh, with, with, your, with those um, uh, areas where you're investing, you know, side by side with the sales teams and running a primary outbound effort. Um, and where influence is valuable and contact acquisition is valuable versus the predictable flywheel of maybe a more commercial-oriented strategy or an inbound strategy. You mentioned earlier that marketing should own the pipeline number. Should we delve into that a little bit deeper and give us your thoughts around that? Yeah, when when you think about pipeline, uh, for clarity, you have to the, the marketing view of pipeline and the sales view of pipeline. Um, and so what what our our model for the year looks at how much pipeline do we need to be creating on a monthly basis to generate the um, opportunities that the sales teams need. So when they start their month that they've got their coverage um, set. And so it depends on you know the company that you're working in, if it's a 3x coverage, so I think of pipeline creation and what's required, where the sales team thinks about pipeline coverage. How much do they already have in their pipes so they know that they are healthy to meet their numbers for that quarter or that month? Ideally, you're monthly, depending on um, how advanced the, the, the company is. Um, but that's, that's how I think about it. And, and I think um, in different companies, depending on the size of your, um, your ARPU or your ASP, uh, you want to be able to, to look at the number of opportunities as well as the pipeline itself. Um, and I've been caught on that before where you know, pipeline is a variable that many times is set by an individual. And so, you know, as the stage opens up where they have to enter the value of the opportunity, you know, is, are they, do they tend to set it low versus high? How does that mature over time? So you're being realistic with, oh, the pipeline looks good, but then all of a sudden when you get into stage two and stage three in the sales cycle or the buying process, you know, those, the numbers go down. Um, so make sure you're looking all the way through and understanding how the pipeline metric like the actual dollar value trends over time. Does it trend up? Does it trend down? Is it all over the place? So I think looking at both, just the number of total opportunities opened versus and the pipeline. What do you, and I guess therefore like Salesforce do around like giving practical tips and educating the sales and marketing uh, organization, you know, around uh, the metrics, learning about metrics? That's a good question. I mean, we we run um, we we send out reports on a pretty frequent basis. We have a, a very um, unique uh, um, we're in a very unique position because we all the customers that run on our platform, um, you know, we have that data uh, in terms of their performance um, act or their levels of activity, and so our data scientists get to study that. Um, and so we put out recommendations and benchmarks and we share that with our customers during the prospecting cycles as to what conversions they should expect to see um, from different types of effort. Um, so, we, you know, recently we we put out a personalization report that stated um, uh, it's up to 20% of your email should be personalized and it should be personalized within the four, first 400 characters, for instance. is any more than that, it actually starts to degradate in terms of uh, uh, the, the click-through rates and, and responses. 
Um, another one that was just put out that I love too is the best subject subject lines are one word. Um, so we'll we'll put out that kind of uh, data to you know, as we study and, and make recommendations for our customers out of bets, get the value out of their platform. As it relates to pipeline and SDOs, we haven't done a ton of that kind of education beyond kind of the lunch and learns we do where we go in and we talk to customers and prospects about ABM strategies, for instance. Um, so that, that hasn't been an area in terms of metrics that we've delved deep in, but if there's interest, I'm happy to do it. You'll be joining us. Well, we've had sales loft at Sassoff in Dublin for this will be the third year in a row, uh, but the first time that you're joining us, um, uh, which I'm, I'm very excited to, to, to meet you in person uh, and welcome back the sales loft team. And um, so what will you uh, or do you I know it's like four months away, but have you got any insights in, uh, in, in terms of what you're going to be speaking about at Sassoff 19 in October in Dublin? I believe we are going to be talking about metrics. So funny enough that you exactly. you, uh, you you teed that up. I, I don't have my pr- my presentation prepared yet, so I I, I no, am one of those last minute. You know, the the week before I'll be I'll be cranking on my slides. But I um I, I think as I was talking about in SaaS, um, the different levels of metrics that are are required, uh, and how you think about the different stages, and so. You know, how do you think about the the pre-funnel stages or the early funnel stages um, versus how you want to start to measure and inspect um, once you are in the buying process and and looking at those conversion metrics and then um, once the customer becomes a customer. So I'll likely be dissecting it based on the customer journey because as every good marketer, we know that's where we need to start and and just give some insights into things to measure, how to measure them, um, what averages and benchmarks should, should be. Um, I was actually just responding on an MSP thread this morning where people were talking about LinkedIn conversion rates. And um, so there's some really good data out there um, that uh, that I'll be aggregating and, and trying to give. I, I just like to give practical presentations. Like if you don't walk away with five ideas of how you might measure things differently, um, then uh, then I, I haven't done my job in 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 presenting. So that that's what I'll look to do. Like what are the five or six key takeaways um, of metrics and measurement that everybody should be applying. Awesome. I'm looking forward to that. And we we only allow practical uh, presentations at SASOC, so it's uh, it's a good thing. And a, a great teaser to uh, what will be, um, you know, your talk on metrics uh, at SASOC 19. So looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to it too. So Leela Srivasanan and I, um, so Leela is the CMO at SurveyMonkey. We're friends. We're we're trying to plan something too. So I think we might we might uh, sell you guys on letting us do a panel together and, okay. and, and have some fun too. So <laughs> we're just planning our trip. Are you going to uh, have a few days either side uh, exploring Dublin or Ireland? Um, I am. We recently opened up our office in London, so this is exciting. Just uh, um, having our official office opening event next week um, in in central London, and uh, and yeah, exactly. I'll get you that. Uh, and uh, and so I'll be in the in the London uh, area the week prior. Um, have some events that we're attending and hosting there, and then um, Dublin as well. We've got some great customers that are uh, based in Dublin, so I'll be uh, spending time with them. And uh, I have to say, my my daughter, uh, her middle name is Ireland. I'm a I'm a big fan of of Ireland, and uh, and so I, I'm just excited to to be visiting as well. I used to stay at um, gosh, I want to. 
dang it, I'm not going to be able to remember the name of the hotel. I used to say it all the time. I want to say it's Bullies. That's what it's called. Um, okay, wow. And, uh, and have have a lot of fun memories of, of being in Dublin. Very cool. It was meant to be if a middle name is Ireland. My middle name is Sassock. So uh, I'll just sort of let you know that. My first name, yeah, my first name is Sydney yeah. for a reason. So there you go. <laughs> there you go. Very good. Uh, we, uh, final question. We always like to ask our guests how they stay healthy and sane, you know, on their fast journey. So what, what is your way? Wow, balance. Um, and I really, there's a couple of things I believe in, and maybe it's uh, um, Canadian and, and, and spending time with Europeans is when, when you take vacation, take vacation. Um, don't, you know, don't, bring your work along with you and, and really allow yourself that opportunity to, to charge your battery. It's a very un-American entrepreneurial thing to say, but, but I do believe in, in that and, and recharging, um, is important. Um, and then, uh, you know, I, I love to cook and I try to stay very healthy and active. Um, and I think prior, it's the first thing to go generally. Um, and so prioritizing that in whatever way that, works for your schedule and staying strict to that, um, that is a generator of energy. Um, and then the third thing is just to surround yourself with good people. Um, you know, that, that is an energy as well. So the people you choose to bring on your teams, um, the people you get to choose to work with, make sure they inspire you and bring energy and passion to every conversation. And, and, uh, those would be the three things. Great stuff. Well, great advice to end the show with their Sydney Sloan CMO at Sales Loft. It's been a pleasure to, to speak with you and look forward to seeing you in Dublin, Ireland at Tapper 19 on October the 14th to the 16th. I cannot wait. See you guys all there. See you then. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of the SaaS Revolution Show and you've picked up valuable lessons from Sydney. We've just featured Sydney Sloan in a list containing some of the best women in SaaS marketing and growth. Have a read at it on our blog. Thanks for listening. See you next time.